You're listening to the Swamp Talk Podcast, brought to you by Swamp Dog Outfitters. What's up, Jack? All right, guys. So for those of you listening, I'm Jack Denny. I'm the host of the Swamp Talk podcast. Um, I'm also the founder and owner of Swamp Dog Outfitters. And Ryan and I have, we've kind of teamed together on starting this podcast. Ryan, let's talk a little bit about you. You know, what you do, how we met, and how this came about. Yeah, so uh, I am from Tarboro, North Carolina. Or Tarboro. Tarboro, also known as Tarboro. But uh yeah, me and uh, me and Jack, we actually met um, met in college at East Carolina University, where Jack was a student. I just partied because I didn't go to East Carolina. But yeah, we met in college through some mutual friends and kind of stayed in touch over the years. We both obviously like to kill ducks and other things. But uh, I grew up. My dad was a pastor, so on and so forth. I kind of went a little bit wild. We'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, yeah, we stayed in touch, and uh, over the course of my life, I started. I guess what I would kind of sort of call a nonprofit-ish type deal where I take kids on, you know, hunts, you know, throughout the year and sold some merchandise. Uh, it's called Genesis Pursuit. Um, we're kind of a faith-based company, very similar to Swamp Dog, where kind of their mission is to not only have a company that sells merchandise, but also inspire other people in their faith and whatnot. And we uh, decided to team up and start a podcast because there's really nobody in this industry that has a podcast where people like us normal guys can just talk about their faith place for them to grow and learn and kind of piggyback off of each other's ideas yeah yeah and i think um we had mentioned we were going to get into explaining the podcast but what better time to, to do it than right now but it's our goal for this podcast is to have a bunch of different guests on here, mostly those who are involved in the outdoor industry from, you know, they may have a kennel, they may have a, another outdoor brand. Um, they could also be a content creator, really anyone who has a following and who is a believer and, and not necessarily a following, but we want this podcast to get out to as many people as possible because it's going to be a hunting podcast. We're going to talk hunting topics and then we're also, you know, on the later halves of, of each episode, we're going to get into, you know, that guest's faith and, you know, their purpose and their drive and, you know, what, what drives their lives. And so mm-hmm. I think it'll be beneficial just for the whole industry and, and whoever, you know, wants to actually sit down or, you know, they get in the car and want to listen to a meaningful podcast. It, it will be one that we are definitely putting our time into and, and we are going to kind of explain how to grow in your faith through hunting the outdoors. If that makes sense. Yeah. And so Ryan has been working on getting the guests lined up. Ryan, tell me yeah. about that. How's that so. going? That has gone really well, actually. Um, we've gotten, you know, a lot of good connections throughout the industry and got some some really cool guests. We've got, you know, a couple dozen guys coming on throughout the season. Names that you probably know of, Barton Ramsey from Southern Oak Kennels is going to be joining us. We've got Matt Cagle, the owner of Righam Wright. We've got Daryl from 247 Hunt. Um, we've got a whole list of guys, you know, that, that you probably follow or that you've watched in the past that are going to be coming on here to not only 
talk about hunting, but also, you know, talk about their testimonies and their faith, you know, things to help encourage all of us and, and to show the industry as a whole that, you know, we're all human. You know, we all have our own stories. You know, we all have our own issues. But at the end of the day, we're we're all batting for the same team. You know, that that there's a group of guys out there that, you know, that you're not a loner. You know, it's kind of the biggest thing is to show that there's more than just one of you out there that that has, you know, beliefs in your faith. And and there's people out there that you can learn from and and, you know, that can help you grow over time. And something we're really excited about and really passionate about. We're just we're super stoked for it. Yeah, excited. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. It's something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. It was just a matter of I've got so much on my plate between doing the brand and and trying to manage all of that. Who can I bring alongside to kind of be, I labeled you as the outreach coordinator. So I think that's the best way to describe it is, you you know, from planning youth hunts and, and trying to get people more involved in the outdoors to, you know, reaching out to these guests and scheduling these podcasts. It's, it's been a big help for me because I just can't keep up with all of it. And so shout out to Ryan chat for all of this. Um, Thank you, sir. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. And I'm so excited to see where it goes and who it can touch. And I think that's the biggest thing about it is we won't know who listens. Like we can't go on Spotify or Apple music and say, Oh, Ryan chat listened from Tarboro, North Carolina. It's, it doesn't say that, but if we see, okay, we're getting plays, we're getting views, we're getting listens, then that just means that even if it's one person, I mean, you know, aside from us, because yeah. we're obviously going to listen to it. But, uh, you know, if, if it's just one more person that says, you know what, I'm relating to that and it clicks, I want to learn more about God. That's kind of our mission. But to, to provide an entertaining podcast as well. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, to piggyback on, I guess, just more about Ryan and I, it's, um, we met in college, like you said, party with the best of them at East Carolina University. And and I had helped Ryan out some with the Genesis Pursuit, a few, you know, printing a few T-shirts and whatnot. But um, I always thought it was really cool how you dove right into, you know, getting the youth involved and and doing the veteran stuff. Did you do some veteran hunts, or was it mostly youth? We did. Uh, we did a couple of veteran hunts where they kind of tagged along with the youth because you know our youth and veterans days are on the same days, right? So we kind of took advantage of that opportunity. Gotcha. But uh, it was something I had thought about for a long time. It's you know. Really, I guess we can kind of get into my testimony a little bit because it's it's really what brought me closer in my faith, you know, because I originally went to college in Florida to, to play college golf and went down there and didn't have any family around, didn't have any local friends and, you know, kind of went buck wild down in Palm Beach, Florida. Not and, a bad uh, place to... <laughs> Not a bad place to go, Buckwild. No, no, imagine. yeah, no. It was it was definitely fun. Over the course of my time down there, I had really just kind of developed some some internal issues myself. Where you know, I just I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. I knew the things I were doing, you know, that they were wrong, and you know, I just felt guilty about it because I was raised differently. Actually, I went on for a streak of about two three months where I didn't sleep without alcohol in my system for probably two, three months. Um, cause I couldn't, you know, I couldn't go to sleep. I never made it to class. As a matter of fact, when I left, I had a 1.0 GPA because I didn't go to class, didn't study. All I did was party. Wow. I came home for Christmas break. My very first night laying in my own bed, I fell asleep instantly. It was the most comfortable, comfortable sleep I'd had in, in months. And when I woke up, I knew instantly that it was just kind of like this peace 
that I had that like, this is where I need to be. It's time for me to come home that I'd, I'd had my fun. I'd had my experience. It was time for me to come back. And I did. And when I came back, that's when I met Jack and I still went through my partying streak for a couple of years. Um, and then, uh, one year it was hunting season and I had just decided that, that I was going to hardcore hunt as soon as the season came in. So I gave up the partying on the weekends and said, you know what, I'm going to wake up every morning. I'm going to go hunting just for a month, see what happens. And so I went a whole month, didn't have a sip of alcohol and just hunted and I loved it. And I said, you know what, I'm going to see if I can do this for a whole year. And so I went an entire year without drinking anything. And after a year, I said, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing this and see what happens. And there's nothing nothing wrong with drinking. You know, I mean, I still, you know, have a few beers with buddies now, you know, but it was just more so me overcoming the issues that I had had. And uh, throughout the course of that year and a half is when I started Genesis Pursuit because I had gotten, you know, and grinded really hard and in the hunting world really, you know, connected my faith a lot more. And uh, that's when I came up with the idea for Genesis Pursuit that I wanted something, you know, really not to make money off of because I had a a decent career at the time and something that I could just give back to the community. That's really neat. So along that journey, I mean, growing up with your dad as a pastor and I'm kind of the same way I grew up going to church, you know, being or always telling myself, you know, I'm, I'm a believer in God and I'm a Christian. And so, and I had an experience in college that maybe I'll talk about here after we're done with you, but was there a time throughout that? And I guess it may be that night when you were laying in bed, when you said, okay, God, I'm done living for myself. I'm going to start living for you. Is Mm -hmm. it, was there, and I, I think a lot of people have like, some have turning points in their, mm-hmm. you know, life when they would say, okay, I surrender my life. You know, it, was there a moment like that for you or was it just kind of maturing over time and realizing that nothing major had to happen? And that's kind of your testimony. It wasn't really, uh, I wouldn't really narrow it down to one specific event. Um, it was just more so maturing over time. You know, there were definitely events in my life that were, I would say, more impactful than others. Right. But it was more so just a maturing process over time. Um, at the time, I was uh, in and out of a bunch of, you know, different relationships and stuff like that. If I remember correctly, it was not long after I had gotten out of a relationship that I was like, I, I kind of need to, I need to get my life together. Yeah, I had a like few I, of those. <laughs> I'm a terrible person and you know, I don't want to be like that the rest of my life. So. Yeah. 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 And for, and for me, I guess I grew up in, in a great home and went off to East Carolina and just like they had both gone to East Carolina and that's the only place I applied to and, you know, got in probably by the hair of my chin, but <laughs> so, so freshman year, you know, you're getting used to living on your own kind of, you know, you have a roommate, but whatever you're, you're at college on your own, start learning how to budget stuff and you, you're getting introduced to partying. For me, I think sophomore year was when I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to pick up the pace in this partying thing. I'm, I'm really good at it. <laughs> um, I'm really good at missing class, but making A's. And maybe that was my construction management major because it doesn't take a whole lot to, you know, show up and put together a couple two by fours, but, um, no offense to, I know you're in construction. So. Yeah, that's funny. You, you went to college for construction. I went to college for business. I didn't graduate. So we flipped, we flip flopped kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Now I do construction and he does business. Yeah. So. Well, and getting back to the, the whole point of the story is that I partied very hard sophomore year with, uh, I had four roommates at the time and 
it was something to where I was realized I was drinking every evening because uh, there was really no reason. Like I was just doing it because I, I thought that like, this is what I need to do. You know, I'm going to stay up till four or five in the morning, get hammered, wake up at 10, maybe go to class if I felt like it, maybe not. Um, and it just kind of beat down on me. I was like, you know, this is not who I am. I, I was not raised to do this. Um, and meanwhile, I, I had lost a best friend in a car wreck that year, that sophomore year for about six years or seven years before that, my mom had been battling cancer. So I had kind of like told myself, okay, here's some reasons why I can justify drinking and going out and doing this and that and kind of using it as a crutch slash excuse to it's no big deal. Like it's fine. But it was one night I had realized I was, I was in my bedroom and I was just like, I'd been drinking. I looked in the mirror and I just saw this giant fat lard and, and, (laughs) It was so true because I was like 240. I'm like 215 now. I mean, 6'1". And so I was like 240. I looked at my belly hanging over my pants and I was like, who are you? Like, this is not you. And I, I literally fell on my knees just crying. Like, I was just so fed up with how I looked, how I felt, what I was doing. And I said, you know what? Like, I'm just going to open my Bible. Just you know, the cliche thing to do in that situation. And mm-hmm. so open my Bible to John twenty twenty one, and it says, peace be with you as the father has sent me, I'm sending you. And I was like, what in the world? You know, of course, like I'm going to find a way to make this make sense and do a little more reading. And so I did. And, um, yeah, I just kind of realized like, okay, I need to settle down here and, use my talents, use my gifts and do something good with it. And so the first thing I started doing was watching sermons online and just trying to learn as much as I could. And and a lot of people say like, you know, you're on fire for the Lord. Like, so I was watching all these sermons. I enjoyed it. I loved it and thought it was great. Awesome. Well, I got baptized at the summit church in Raleigh and it was the greatest thing that ever happened. My mom was there. My dad was there, whole family, both grandparents. And it was beautiful. That's the best way to describe it. It was the coolest thing ever. Fast forward, I guess a year after that, my mom passed from cancer. And I don't know how I dealt with it so well, but it made me very much at peace with what was going on in my life. And, and I still had the brand I and mean, I started the brand in high school, but up until then it wasn't really a faith based outdoor driven. I'm doing the quotation marks. It really wasn't a faith brand up until then, or, you know, faith based, you know, I didn't have that kind of slogan. It was always more of a family faith outdoors, you know, that kind of gist. And when my mom passed, I was like, you know what I can, I do all the designs. I, I know the screen printing side of it. I know, the kind of the ins and outs and I have a following. So how can I use this brand to impact other people? You know, even if you're wearing one of our shirts that has a slogan on the back and you're at a gas station, somebody sees the back, you don't know. I mean, they may say something to you, but you don't know if they're going to go home and they say, Oh, like I'm going to look up this brand or I'm going to get in my Bible. And you know, there's no telling where like something with subtle hints will lead you. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's the coolest part about this brand and just like watching God answer, like continuously answer my prayers. Not during, not when I want them answered, but this has been a long time prayer of mine you know, to do something like this and it get out there to, to more people than we know. And so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a little bit about what I went through. I don't know if it, I mean, I know I jump around a lot, but that's me in a nutshell. And I still don't have it figured out. I'm just like everyone else, 25 years old and sell t-shirts and hats. (laughs) Yeah. That's the the sum of it. That's the the biggest thing that we want to kind of show is me and Jackson here next to me and, you know, every other Christian out there, you know, it's not that anybody's holier than thou it's just we're just normal you know normal dudes you know we all have the same difficulties a lot of us fail at the same things the biggest thing is that we're all human we're all trying to walk down the same path you know the straight and narrow and some of us jump through different obstacles than others do but we we just kind of want to have a a platform where you know we can help each other you know maybe it's maybe it's us helping you guys or one of our guests helping us or helping some struggles that that we go through you know with some of the feedback that you provide to us just kind of have a community of of believers that that like to do the same thing which is kill birds yeah and i think that's kind of the the whole gist of it all there's a lot of christians in the hunting community but men as a whole we don't like having real conversation yeah um any real conversation for us has to be scheduled i mean if you think about it Mm-hmm. You don't go hang out and eat dinner with your buddies and sit down and actually say, how are you? Yeah. It's more of, what'd you do today? This and that. Oh man, work sucks. And you know, you know the cliche men talk like, mm-hmm. when are we going to go kill turkeys? You know, it's never deep conversation. And so that's what I look forward most to with this podcast. And yeah. I, I think that we can really dig deep and, and we're going to have a lot of these guests will be older than us, which mm-hmm. is, would be beautiful because I think, um, we can get the younger guys or the younger population of followers on social media listening and saying, uh, like, oh, that's some wisdom that I typically don't get at home. Yeah. And, and, you know, especially being 25, I mean, I'm, I don't see my dad as much as I used to, you know, I'm not living at home. I don't get that wisdom every day. I work from home and, and kind of do my own thing. So it'll be good to, to get that refreshing wind of wisdom. Yeah. So. You know, it'll kind of pull, pull people from all different, you know, age groups and, and kind of like what Jack was saying, you know, this is kind of a, an opportunity for, for us to, to learn from people who have, you know, been down the roads that we're about to travel through. That's the biggest thing that I've struggled with, you know, when I was younger was I was stubborn and I'm still stubborn as a mule. You know, my dad, he, uh, he went through a, a lot of the same things that I went through. And so did my mom. A lot of times I heeded their wisdom, I guess is what they would right. call it. You know, I, I didn't listen. I had to learn for myself. Um, whereas had I, had I listened, you know, I would have saved myself a lot of headache, a lot of heartache, a lot of the stresses that I went through. Um, however, I'm, I'm grateful for the things I went through because they made me who I am today. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it took, and I'm by no means perfect. Don't claim to be, but it took a very bad Jack Denny to turn into somewhat of what I am today. Like I've, I've done some very bad things. And I think everyone to some degree can speak for it. I mean, we were talking about it earlier, how all sins equal. And it's just kind of like, you think yeah. about that. It's like some of those guys in prison, God looks at what I've done the same way that he looks at them. It's all on the same playing field. Yep. 
you don't want your life driven by guilt or anger or anything, you know, that you've done in the past. And I try and look past that and kind of realize like, okay, the, the only security I have is in my relationship with God. And, and that was one of the things I touched on today. Um, on the Instagram story. I don't know if you had a chance to Mm -hmm. uh, watch it, but I think that's so important to like, think about what drives your life. Like what's your motive to get up every day? Is it money? Is it need for approval? I mean, I I feel like one of the things with your dad being a pastor that gave you even more incentive to rebel. Yeah. You know, you grow up and you you have to be this, uh, Oh, like pastor's son has to be perfect. You know, his dad's a pastor. And then one little thing gets out. Oh, I saw Ryan at the tailgate holding a beer. That's a pastor's kid for you. Yeah. You know? Right. So, like, I mean, and I, I can't imagine that. I feel like now I'm a father figure to my dad. Whole <laughs> 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 Uncle Jeff. Yeah, it, it was kind of weird because, um, you know, a lot of the friends I grew up with were, yeah, their parents, you know, they were, you know, in a church. Some might not have been in church, but obviously my dad was a pastor. We're from a small town, so everybody knows who I am. Everybody knows who my dad is. We're the only people in North Carolina with the last name Chat, so that kind of narrows it down. Where is that from? Uh, that is from Kentucky, hmm. backwoods of Kentucky, some hillbillies. Chat, like chatter. Yeah. Chit-chat. But, uh... But yeah, it was uh, it was kind of weird because like you'd see your friend's parents, you know, in a restaurant drinking a beer or whatever. My parents haven't drank in 27 years, something like that. For me growing up, I felt like there was always this magnifying glass on me from the community of like, I wonder if he's a typical PK, is right. what they call it, you know, pastor's, pastor's kid, you know. <laughs> I've never heard that, PK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but no, it, it was it was good for me to, to have that microscope on me because had I been born under different settings, different parents with different beliefs, I mean, there's no telling where I'd be right now, yeah. you know. I mean, shoot, I was on the verge of getting arrested a few times when I was at school in Florida, you know, with some of the dumb stuff we did. So I'm I'm very grateful to have have that magnifying glass on me. Yeah, so. I, I think parents play, you know, a huge role in obviously developing their kids. But also, I think it's it's when as you get older, it's kind of more on you. You know, yeah. you as you mature, you start realizing like, OK, you know, what is my purpose and and why do I get up every day and, and do what I do? And I think it's just you have to take up upon the responsibility of saying, I'm going to I'm not going to keep sweeping these problems under the rug. Because yeah. I did that for years and it did not, it didn't work. You eventually, you, your rug gets full. You can't sweep. <laughs> I couldn't sweep gotta, anything else under a it. Big old bulge in the rug when you walk in. <laughs> yeah, so I had to change out the rug. You know, <laughs> I went from tile to hardwoods or something. Yeah, <laughs> but that, I mean, and that's there's so much truth to that. You know, it's it's not about your environment and your upbringing. It's you know, as you get older and realize like, okay, I can't do this all myself. I got a maybe a hundred years. You know, you don't have forever on this earth. And I think that too many people look past that. They're saying, you know, I'm going to buy everything I can, you know, acquire as much as I can during this lifetime. I'm not going to look, you know, past that. I'm Mm going to say I'm a believer. I'm going to, you know, try and try and do good. But you you start thinking about eternity. Yeah. We're going to have to have a whole season on eternity. Yeah. Because that is, I mean, it's and it goes hand in hand with faith it's kind of like you know 
you have to think about. I don't know. I don't want to dive all into it because I feel like it can be a rabbit hole in itself and not oh, yeah. really be easily explained, but we should save that for another day. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that talk for another day. You know, we're not going to make this kind of like a pre-planned meeting for every podcast where we have a script that we read from. You know, it's going to be more so our thoughts. You know, we're going to have specific topics that we're going to talk about, but we really kind of want want God to lead the conversation, you know, and tell us where to go with it. You know, it may not have the the same background that we do, and a lot of this may be foreign to you, um, but we encourage you to, to stick around and, you know, take a peek at what we have to say and, you know, what, what this is all about, because the biggest thing that we don't want this to be is this to be a podcast about religion. Yeah, you not know? at all. It's it's definitely not going to be a Bible-thumping podcast wanting to condemn people and make you yeah. feel bad. I mean, we were talking about it earlier, how Christianity is so hard in itself, and from the outside, it looks like all flowers, roses, you know, butterflies and peachy, yeah. you know, perfect. But it's not at all. And and I think that so many people have so many different opinions about religion that we're just going to kind of make it more surface level faith and, and really just figuring the purpose of all of our guests mm-hmm. and, you know, why they wake up every day and do what they do. And if if you're interested in doing you know, a job that one of them does, you know, a content creator or owning a kennels, it'll be beneficial to listen in and, and get advice. Um, it's, it's definitely going to be typically 30 minute, maybe 40 minute interviews. Um, we're not going to drag it out and be a two hour podcast, but we want to make sure it's, (laughs) it's pretty deep and, and has, um, some kind of meaning to it. Um, Mm -hmm. and we're probably going to lose a lot of listeners, and not have many on this first episode anyway, but um, we're probably going to lose some to the the aspect of that we do talk about faith. Yeah. But I think as long as we keep it to where we, we are not cramming it down anyone's throats, it's going to be beneficial just to see how real life adults in the outdoor industry incorporate their faith daily into what they do. Yeah. And it's something that nobody talks about. Yeah. So that's what excites me. Um, and it's, it's never going to be about how many listens we get. I mean, I'm going to obviously hope and have a goal that and we hit X amount because I just want it to get out there. I just want it to be heard. Yeah. Um, and, and for that one person to give it a chance. Yeah. So, and I think that's going to wrap it up. Um, thank you all for tuning in. Like I said, this is just kind of an introductory podcast episode one, um, introducing ourselves and, our mission behind the Swamp Talk podcast. Um, you guys check us out on social media. Obviously, you probably already have if you're finding the links from Spotify and Apple. Is it Apple Play or Apple Music? Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. There you yeah. go. Give us a like, a thumbs up, a comment. Yeah. A tweet. If, if you have any questions about us or anything at all, hunting, your faith, anything like that, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, yeah, you can email help at swampdogoutfitters.com or you can email ryan at swampdogoutfitters.com or jack at swampdogoutfitters.com. Yep. And you'll get a response from somebody, me, Ryan, or could be Olivia, Haley. It won't be anybody overseas. It'll be us. It'll be somebody here. Yeah, we're in the headquarters. Yeah. Here in North Carolina. Yeah. So thank you all for tuning in. 
And we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Later. Peace.